0: Thanks for joining me today, Meryl.
1: I have a few questions for you. (laughs) Um, The first is just a few icebreaker questions. Um, So what's your favorite book that you've been
0: reading recently? Recently, I started reading um, Teach Me to Feel. I think that's what it's called. It has like leaves on the front, but then I, I only read like the first two chapters. It's more like a devotional, I think. Oh,
1: it is. Uh, do you have a favorite song re-
0: recently? Um, I think in general, I always like "Jesus, I My Cross Have Taken." Oh, okay. Psalm 62 we Haven't. Psalm sixty-two. Mm-hmm. Those and are. We just... Those are my funeral request list. When I die one day. <laughs> we just so, sang was...
1: that on Sunday. Psalm sixty-two. I know. That
0: was good.
1: Okay. Uh, good thing this is on record. uh favorite verse uh from the past season or year
0: oh man um i don't know i think recently a verse that i've been thinking about is in proverbs and it it sort of says like um like the plans of man are many but the purpose of the lord will stand and i think that Mm -hmm. just really applies to my season of life right now because there's so many things that I want to do where I feel like need to get done. Um, and it can get overwhelming sometimes, but I have to remember that sometimes it doesn't matter because only the purpose of the Lord will stand. So I think that's something yes. that I've been sort of <clears throat> meditating on right now. Do you have a favorite day of the week and why? Monday, because that's like my day off and um, it's just time to relax. Actually, Sundays are nice too. It's just that Sundays can get really busy. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Although I do say I do enjoy it probably more than other days, potentially.
1: So you are a mom of two and you have a full-time job as a dentist. And, you know, I guess this is something that I I didn't know adulthood would be like that. You're just so busy all the time. And I don't even have any work responsibilities because I don't have a full-time job outside of the home.
0: So,
1: you know, we can talk about that one later. <laughs> but I still think that I, that to be a mom and to have a job and it, it just takes up so much of your time and energy. Mm. And I think in the order of how God had established our lives and how our relationships and responsibilities would pan out, I believe that the two most important relationships can often get just like off to the side. Mm -hmm. um, Because at least in our culture and society, we value hard work, we value success, career aspirations, and not just for men, but also for women. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you really prioritize those two most important relationships, the first being your devotion to God, and the second one um, to your husband? Like, Mm -hmm. How do you fill those in your life um, without compromising it while you manage work, motherhood, (laughs) and everything else outside?
0: I think a lot of it, it's boring, but I think a lot of it comes down to just planning and discipline, I guess, like saying, okay, this time is set for this. Um, Something I read earlier this year was like this blog saying like, oh, how come we as Christians don't read our Bible as often as we should? And I opened it expecting to read something crazy, but the person was just like, it's because we don't set aside a time of day for it to happen. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really true because um, I think the temptation is to just think like, "Oh, I could do this later or Mm -hmm. I could, um, this will be there later. And then our minds tend to get busy and wander and we think other things are more immediate. But if we just set aside the time and just say, okay, well, during this time, I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible for like, even if it's like 10 minutes, I think it helps. And I think the same thing relationally like anything could take up that time that you choose to spend with like your family or your spouse right like our minds are so filled with things that we need to do so just devoting that time to saying like okay well this is going to be like family time or this is a time where we're going to talk um -hmm. is important i mean it doesn't always pan out all prettily sometimes it's like the worst like sometimes you plan to talk and then we just get into arguments (laughs) it's like why do we want to talk if this is how it's gonna pan out? But I mean, it's important to, you know, like to to be able to hash things out or to, to speak what we're feeling or thinking.
1: I think you're right. Um, putting it into our schedules, like you have full control of what goes into your schedule. I mean, that's like one of the resources we've all been given equal amounts of like time. Mm. And I think that too, so many things just Fight for your attention now. Mm. You know, I mean, again, it's like the pressure that you should do more or mm-hmm. put in time.
0: Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, I I think something that I was thinking about is like you know how everyone's into like side hustles these days, like what's that? Oh, like, like stuff that they do on the side to earn, like extra oh. income, like selling oh, really? on this or doing this business or whatever it could be. Okay. And I was just thinking like, it's so easy to like fall into this mentality that like, I think the world likes to sell us this idea, like you are your own worst enemy or like anyone can do this, but you're stopping yourself sort of thing. But it's not true, right? Like not everyone can do this um, Mm -hmm. because we're, we're limited, right? And what they're not telling you is these people choose to whatever sacrifice something to invest exactly. in exactly. this thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen like in your sleep, or you know, like it's not that you're being lazy. It's just that yeah. you choose to invest your time differently. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I can like I start reading these stories, and I'm like, hey, I can do that. But then in the reality is like I can't because I don't have the time. And yeah. I think something that God has been convicting me of is like. Like, you know, when you spend time with God, you're not gonna have the same type of thing to show for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be something physical that you can show someone and say, hey, this is the time that I spent with God and it's turned out for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Like, no one is gonna know um, except for yourself and for God. And I think something that I've been asking myself lately is like, well, what's it worth to you? Like, what's worth more to you? You know? Is it the fact that you could churn out all these things or and say, "Look at what I did," or is it more important that you you have like a closer relationship with God? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we, we choose you know what's more immediate you know um, because we don't see the the value of um, spending time with God or we just think like it's always just gonna be there, <laughs> or at least that's how I think, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. I love Him. He's always gonna be there. So it's okay yeah. if I don't read my Bible today, or it's okay if I don't um, pray today. But then. Sort of like what Hallie was saying in a sermon last week. Like until you reach a point in your life where you're just like so desperate, then you realize how long you've been dry, or how long you've been empty, or how far you are from God, and then that's when you start like reaching, you know. So, sorry if that was a tangent. That's just what I've been thinking of. <laughs> well, it's very true. Um,
1: we're naturally prone to just being self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with that or the reality with that is self-sufficiency, even though that's like our default, like we, we naturally turn to our own personal resources first
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that we're actually running on empty. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think about, um, how, well, one motherhood is just one of those roles where maybe all moms start off thinking I can do this myself, <laughs> 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 um, or, you know, they just think I just got to do a little extra work, try a little harder, stay mm. up a little later, mm-hmm. um, or just, I don't know, suck up my, my negative emotions mm. and suppress them. I think that that's all just running on empty mm. um, because, you know, even Jesus said, unless we are connected to him and abiding in, in him, there's no fruit that we can bear. Mm-hmm. And I think the work of motherhood is, at least in the younger years, it's easy to think that you got it if y- your job is seen as a physical job, like you're just yes. physically churning out all these, um, all this work, um, checking off these tasks, mm-hmm. and your, your main role is a physical provider and um, nurturer, but your kids don't yet quite need like a lot of
0: spiritual insight, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think culture likes that too, right? Like you always see mom saying like, you got this mom or like, you know, like just, you could do it, you know? And I think you're right. Like a lot of work when your kids are small is physical. It's like, and then like, I think with motherhood, it's so easy to fall into this idea that A plus B always equals C. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, if I get my kid sleeping before 8 p.m., they're going to have, like, an awesome night's sleep, and they're going to wake up at 7 a.m., no earlier, you Mm -hmm. know? And when that doesn't happen, then we start, like, questioning ourselves, or we start stressing like crazy, right? And I think now that my older one is old enough to have these Oh man, like these attitude uh sessions where we're 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 ve- venturing more into like the heart work instead yes. of just like yes. the physical work. I think it's just another season to show us like A plus B definitely does not equal C, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think
0: it's really humbling to just every night to fall before God with the same exact prayer like God, please help change their heart or please help change my heart, you know, to be Uh more patient and not to be so frustrated that we're talking or arguing about the same thing for like the hundredth day in a row. You know, like why is this so unreasonable? (laughs) Um and I think God, I, I don't know, like this season of parenthood has really helped me to be even more amazed at like God's faithfulness and God's patience towards us as his kids because yeah I'm just as stubborn as my own kid just in a different way you know and I'm sure God is (laughs) like come on this is like the whatever 100th time that I'm I'm showing this to you like how come you can't um, just surrender faster and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it's humbling (laughs) parenthood is humbling
1: (laughs) since you're also working full-time I'm curious how feeling pulled in all separate directions and all the roles that you um, are, or all the hats that you wear, how do you um, think about if any of these roles is keeping you from thriving in the other ones? Um, specifically work, for example, um, I'm sure you can't be investing in your career as much as some of those in your field. Um, Does that question make sense?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's no, for sure, like every role that I have takes away from the other role, right? It's sort of like how Paul talks about in Corinthians, like how if you're single, like you don't have to worry about being married and all the baggage that comes with it. Baggage. Um, (laughs) In the same way, right? Like if you didn't have kids, you don't have to worry. So I think the more roles that we take on, Um, the other roles are going to, they're going to look different. Um, It's Mm -hmm. not going to be the same. And of course, you're not going to be able to beat every role perfectly. And sometimes I think when we take on that pressure or responsibility, then um, we get burned out, you know, it's just like we can't. But I think trying just to, I think I just take every moment or every day like in stride. Like, sometimes I'll drive to work and I'll just be like, okay, God, like, I'm going to work, this is an opportunity that you've given me, like, just show me how I could use it for your glory, like, this is something that you have given me, so let's just do it, you know, and then when we come home, it's like, okay, God, this is what you have put before me, like, just, because like, yeah, it's really easy, I feel like, especially recently, I feel like there's just so many days where I'm just so tired and um, I'm, like, asking Hallie, like, is this really how it is, you know? Yeah, (laughs) this this is how life goes. (laughs) (laughs) Just so exhausted, like, the daily grind in and out, and I think just having that mindset of, like, well, this is, instead of, you know how, like, we're doing our Philippian study, it says, like, do all things without questioning and grumbling, it's just, like, instead of having the mindset of, like, man, I gotta do this, or I gotta do that, like, having just that default attitude of grumbling, it's, like, How can I have a default attitude of of being thankful or of of seeing like this as um, something that God has put before me and like seizing the opportunity to to praise him through it. Um, Not everybody gets the opportunity to to do this. And um, yeah, just trying to have that type of mindset helps a lot, I think. Um. (sighs)
1: This is a very hard season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think every season is hard. Like, I can't imagine, like in prayer meeting, they keep praying for those, um, like children who used to go to church and like now they're not walking with the Lord. Like, I can't imagine like going through that. You know, like it's just every season has its its difficulties. Like a
1: faith journey, continuous for sure.
0: Like. I can't imagine having to speak to my adult children and watching them maybe like live in defiance to God, you know, like I can't, Mm -hmm. that must just be so heartbreaking and just watching other people go through and hearing them share about how they see God teaching them through that time or what they're trying to, to live out in faithfulness to God. I think that's just been, um, it's like opening. you know? And I'm yeah. thankful for them sharing mm-hmm. like their struggles and um, yeah.
1: Okay, so while we're still in the season of sowing seeds, <laughs> we still have until they turn 18.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of work <laughs> uh, to do.
1: <laughs> yes, and the time is gonna be cut short because the, the time <clears throat> goes by quickly. So in this season and stage of your kids' lives, how do you how have you seen like God allow you to grow as the not just the parents of your children but the spiritual shepherd the guardian the protector um and 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 just I guess stepping up into this uh identity that we were created to rule and just govern those under us Mm. I kind of see parents as that full-time and it's it's humbling right because you have to constantly be growing with your kids so how does that look for you now
0: um okay honestly there are days where sometimes it's just way easier to focus on just their physical behavior right it's like pointing out like Hey, why are you not cleaning that up? You know, like it's so much harder to focus on like the heart attitude or to even address that sometimes. It's just like, it's like, hey, stop whining. Instead of saying, like, okay, this is why we don't whine. Like, is this having a good spirit? You know, like and going through that whole um, and it really tests my patience, like, because for me, I like things just to happen. Like, I don't want to keep dwelling on the same thing over and over again. And I think motherhood is just very repetitive, and seriously, it's that's, like, one of the hardest parts for me as a mom, just, like, the repetitive nature of things and how sometimes things don't progress, and, um, yeah, God God humbles me, and he requires me to, to pray to him in those times and ask him for help, and um, I think it's just eye-opening to see how, like, sin is truly our nature mm-hmm. <laughs> and how... Yeah how, yeah, like, you like to think of your kids as, as really good, you know, like, no one wants to think of their kids as, like, oh, these kids are sinful, um, but I think it's just eye-opening to see how we're just, like, naturally bent that way, and sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes when I'm talking to my own kids, like, I just start to realize, uh, like, my own sin, you know, it's, yeah. like, convicting, it's, like, I'm telling them this about God, but it's, like, am I, like, believing this about god myself like do my actions speak the same truth that i'm trying to instill in them and so um yeah i think i don't know if that answers your question (laughs) yeah it does i think
1: you know there's a turning point because i think for the first year when of your child's life when they're newborn and into Like that one year old birthday, Mm. you do think your kids are the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And they're still so innocent. They haven't shown their will yet, unless (laughs) unless they're an early (laughs) developer. But then in those earlier toddler years, you Uh you just suddenly change the dynamics of like just feeling this love and compassion and and this just there's no struggle until Uh that that will of theirs comes out.
0: Yeah. And then you're like fighting with with like non-reason. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's well like...
1: it's a developmental stage they gotta go through. Yeah, and yeah it
0: requires
1: grace on our end.
0: For sure. Grace and, and understanding
1: like... and patience. Yeah. Yeah. You were raised in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see how the spiritual inheritance that you've received from your parents in being raised and being going to church on Sundays, and that ha- has that like benefited and blessed you in such a way where now, as parents, you get to show the same priority to your kids? Because I know that it's very easy to let the kids and their needs rule out our decisions about what we commit to. And I, I see you at church on Sundays. Um, I'm not going to lie. When we roll into the parking lot late and I see your car, I'm like, darn, we're late. <laughs> but it's an encouragement to me that when I see other parents making it to church by nine, I'm just encouraged because I know like, oh, that's that's good. They're They're doing their part and we could do better next Sunday. Um so yeah, do you feel like being going to church as a kid every Sunday has helped you as a parent prioritize that?
0: Yeah, most definitely. I mean, given we're married to the pastor, I don't think there's <laughs> an option to not go. <laughs> but okay, I think <laughs> I think especially in today's context in the context of covid and people just being scared i do think that there is a value in just saying like you know we're going to commit to this regardless right like if it's if even if it's going to cause some discomfort like i think it's important to to be to just have that time as a parent, because, like, how many times in a week are you going to have the time to sit before God's word and just, like, be immersed? Like, yeah, you gotta, that's something where I was thinking recently, like, yeah, I gotta put away my phone during service, and I just gotta, like, focus and take notes and have, like, a physical Bible open, because um, there's not a lot of times in the week where where I could do this Mm undisturbed, you know, Mm -hmm. and to to just have other believers around me doing the same thing. I think um, it's definitely, I think it breathes life into like our spiritual um, lives. I think right now it's so tempting to just say like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian and like I watched, he- I watch like, I listen to sermons or, you know, and to just say like, yeah, I believe in these things, even for myself. And then just to think like, well, like, what does that mean? Like, do I, do I like, seek God on my own? Do I want to be close to God? Like, do I make sacrifices so that I could grow in my faith? Like, or do I, do I try and fit God into, to what my daily life and schedule look like, which I think Mm -hmm. is so easy and tempting now, just to say like, Oh, I can schedule God here, and that I'm okay, you know. But right. if I just really think, like, think about what it means to to yearn for God and to be hungry for God, um, I think that's like just been a prayer of mine, um, just to to have that desire to to be close to God. And I think church is one of the ways that God has designed for His children to. Um, experience that I don't Mm -hmm. think there's a reason like when I think about my time at church um, even though sometimes it's super hard it's like dragging the kids out there listening to like this complaint that complaint like how they forgot sometimes like we forgot shoes when we go to church you know or like (laughs) I forgot your water bottle here's my water bottle (laughs) or you know whatever it is yeah Um, I think more times than not like I could say well I'm glad we came you know otherwise mm-hmm. I would have never known this about this person or um or otherwise I never would have been able to see it just brings into perspective so much more than your own life exactly and I think, I think yeah. right now we're just so stuck in our own lives
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. and we tend to just lose a perspective you know and yeah, I think it's reality helps, yeah church helps me to see like oh, these people are here, this is how this person is hurting, like, this is how I could pray for them, you know, or, um, I, yeah, just, like, a lot of things that I think we take for granted, because we live really comfortably, um, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's hard, especially if I have new moms, I know it's super hard going to church, like, I think that was a struggle for me like when I first was a mom I was like I can't do this at church like you know like yeah with my kid like go from but you know God's grace is enough you know like he he can sustain you through those days and, and yeah. before you know it you're gonna look back and you're just gonna be like whatever <laughs> you know like that was that was like a breeze you know like I think we just tend to worry about more things than um than we need to and I think sometimes we have to let go a little bit, and to, to trust God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you have to go to church all the time, I know there's circumstances where that, that means that people can't go, you know, but I do yeah. encourage you, like, if it's just requiring a little bit of that umph, like, yeah, I would say, commitment, yeah, yeah, just like, like, if it's just inconveniences, or, you know, like, little things here and there that you're scared about, I would just say just go. Like we're all there, like we're all messy. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Thanks for that exhortation to families. Okay. I'm gonna ask my favorite question for you. (laughs) From a (laughs) a question from a conversation we had years ago about salvation oh (laughs) Um, what what does it mean for jesus to be both lord and savior well
0: if jesus tells us like i want you to take up your cross and deny yourself and follow me and you're not able to let go of this one thing then it sort of shows how you're not willing to to go there's like a there's like a stop point it's like jesus i'll do this 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 right but not this right then it's like how can you say that, um, that you truly love Jesus or how can you say that you truly believe in him? Like, yeah, it's easy to say, I believe he died for my sins. It's easy to that say. That makes him a savior, right? Yeah. And, but when push comes to shove, like that's why Jesus told the rich young ruler, right? Like he's like, you mm-hmm. know, it's really hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And it's because like, it's like, I think a lot of us were willing to do up to a certain point
1: exactly
0: but like christ gave us his all and he demands our all you know and when you go to heaven you're not going to have that that little thing that you're holding on to it's going to be gone so mm-hmm. if you're holding on to that thing on earth and you lose that in heaven you're going to be miserable in heaven right <laughs> it's like it's like heaven is not going to be what you want it to be if you're if all your life is holding on to that thing. And I think it's a lifetime of learning, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that mm-hmm. It's not that everyone who proclaims you're a Christian is like, yeah, I'm ready to give my all to God. You know, like I'm ready to die. I'm ready to suffer. I'm ready to eat X, Y, and Z. I think God prepares you for what lies ahead, what he has in store for you without you even knowing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think... Someone once said, um, it's like, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this trial in my life, but as I went through the trial, I realized how God has been preparing me for it. So if Mm -hmm. you were to set in front of me, like, Hey, you're going to go through this trial before. It's not like I would have said, Oh yeah, that was a breeze. Like I could have totally done that. But while you're going through it, it's like, you realize how God is sustaining you and how He will not let you fail. And um, I think throughout our Christian life, God is just pointing out these little things like, like, are you willing to go this far, that far? You know, or just showing us like the idols that lie before us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have blind spots. And so it's a process of growth. It's not like, it's not like, oh that you're not willing to give to God. Okay, if you don't give it up right now, you're not a Christian. Like I don't right, think it's right. like that. I think it's just like is there a willingness to to first see like is this something that God does not want and if it if he doesn't want it am I like willing to surrender it um, or even try to surrender it? I think that is a testimony to one's faith.
1: Too many people professing Christians are living as maybe Sunday Christians, but then Mm. in like their lives, is it like reflective of a life that is, you know, discipleship,
0: Mm -hmm. the the call
1: to discipleship, taking up our cross daily and saying, I'm willing to have this mindset where I'm surrendering my life, dying to self and doing whatever my Lord and master asks of me.
0: Yeah. And I asked myself that, quite often too, (laughs) you know, like, like, am I, am I just like living like a Christian life or do I really care, you know, or do Mm -hmm. I really hunger and thirst for, for what God wants? And um, yeah, I think it's just a growth thing.
1: Is there anything else that you wanted
0: to share or talk about? Um, I think maybe just like, um, I think sometimes in Christian circles, it's tempting to think like, oh, this model is correct, or that model is correct, or like, for instance, like, oh, we should only be stay-at-home moms, or oh, we should only um, homeschool our kids. But I think it's oh, I just uh-huh. encouraging to know that there's different ways that people orient their families, and it's okay. not saying like one is wrong and one is um, you know, it's just, or even better, right, or, or better, it's just what works for your family, you know, even, like, the way that husbands and wives live out their, their lives, like, maybe in one family, the husband is really, like, for lack of a better word, like, domestic, you know, like, like, that's a good word, you know, like, we'll clean (laughs) and cook and do this and do that, it doesn't mean that that model is, like, the model to follow, it's just, um, I think there's a lot of gray and there's a lot of freedom as to how we choose to honor God in our families and um just because we start one way also doesn't mean that we can't change
1: exactly every every year or every day is a new day of faith and it yeah quickly
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so I would just encourage like you know people to not to not fall into this like feeling that it has to be this way like just yeah. because my disciple did it this way, I have to do it this yeah. way, you know, or like,
1: even, like, feeling like you have to, uh, you see role models, and you want to be like them, mm-hmm. you know, I think it is, it's easy, because you see, it's, like, physical examples, but I think the that this faithfulness to steward The gifts and resources Mm -hmm. that God has given to each family uniquely. Mm So it, it plays out differently and there's no judgment, but grace and how each family, um, interprets that and, and prays about it and steps out in faith about it. Mm -hmm. I do think that's why Mm -hmm. when you as an individual or as a family, you're walking in those gifts, then it's displaying the grace of God to us all. And we're just We get to um, benefit and be blessed by it. And so, yeah, that's a, a great exhortation. Just be faithful to what God is putting right before you.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Well, thanks for your time. It's been too long.